Hey everyone and welcome to The Year Was, the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred December 1st. We have a pair of stories today for your listening pleasure, so let's jump right in. The year was 1887, and on this day, December 1st, the world was first introduced to Sherlock Holmes. At least, that's what's believed. By most accounts, the tales of Sherlock Holmes began with the believed December 1st publication of the Beaton's Christmas Annual. Beaton's being, in this particular case, an annual English paperback publication that was printed from 1860 to 1898. Because of the Christmas in the title, it is often accepted that the paperback was a December publication, but what if it wasn't? What if it was actually sooner than that? If the website I hear of Sherlock is correct, then yeah, it was sooner. In the article I read about the real first publication of A Study in Scarlet, the first Sherlock Holmes adventure, They argue that no actual date can be found on the annual itself, meaning that there was no publication dates listed on the front cover of the magazine, as magazines are wont to do these days. It's true. Just look at the magazine you're currently reading in the doctor's office, and on the cover, there is probably some date letting you know when the issue was published. So if there's no publication date, then how do they know it wasn't December 1st, as many believe? and celebrate as the birth of Sherlock Holmes. Well, referring back to the website I hear of Sherlock, one only needs to look at the advertisement space of the time. In Richard Lancelin Green and John Michael Gibson's book, A Bibliography of A. Conan Doyle, they put forward that the annual was published in November. And so by searching the November advertisements at the time, one can find that the earliest mention of the story and the magazine was on November 21st, a day that in 2021 fell on a Sunday and not a Wednesday. The year was 1887, and on this day, December 1st, Sherlock Holmes did not make his first appearance as many believe. So why am I talking about it? Well, to put it simply, it just sounded like a cool thing to talk about. But this is much too short an episode if we're not talking about Sherlock Holmes, which doesn't have anything to do with the day in question. This brings us to our second topic, Rosa Parks. She was a larger-than-life figure, but who was she? Parks was born February 4, 1913, in Tuskegee, Alabama, to James and Leona McCauley. At the age of two, her family moved to Pine Level, and shortly after her brother was born, her parents separated. Growing up, her mother was a teacher and she went to a rural school until age 11 when she was enrolled into one of Montgomery's industrial girls' school, Miss White's School for Girls. As far as I can tell, an industrial girls' school is just a private school. She would later go on to enroll in the Alabama State Teachers College but did not finish as she withdrew after her grandmother fell sick. The thing I never really knew about Rosa Parks is that she had always been fighting racial injustice, and I guess that makes sense. We just never really hear about it in school. It's always the bus incident and then the start of the civil rights movement. But in doing this research, I learned that together with her husband Raymond Park, she worked with social justice campaigns 
and the NAACP. Parks would take work as a seamstress and became largely respected in her community but still faced the daily struggles of being a black woman in the South in 1950s America. The year was 1955, and on this day, December 1st, Rosa Parks was arrested for refusing to give up her bus seat to a white passenger. After leaving work, an exhausted Parks went to the bus stop to wait for the bus. When it arrived, she boarded and chose a seat right behind the white section of the bus in the aisle. As the bus continued to make stops and passengers continued to board, the driver instructed her to move so that the white passengers could have a place to sit. Parks refused, and two police officers were brought in, and she was arrested. She would later write, People always say that I didn't give up my seat because I was tired, but that isn't true. I was not tired physically. The only tired I was, was tired of giving in. The arrest of Rosa Parks was one of the moments that led to the civil rights movement that inspired countless others to fight for change. But again, what I found interesting was that Rosa Parks had had more than one interaction with the bus and refusing to give up her seat. Twelve years earlier, she had a run-in with driver James Blake, where she stepped onto the bus on a chilly day, paid her bus fare, and then refused to exit the bus only to have to re-enter through the back door. Her commitment to staying on the bus caused Blake to eventually, in a fit of rage, grab her coat sleeve and demand that she do as she was told. But she didn't. Instead of giving in and complying with what was being asked, she chose to simply leave the bus altogether. Back to 1955, on her arrival to the jail, she was refused water and her one phone call as they were for whites only, although she was eventually allowed both. After her arrest, word spread quickly of her defiance and a boycott of the Montgomery bus system was quickly organized. Parks was taken to trial and found guilty of violating segregation laws, and Montgomery, Alabama became center stage to racial injustices in the United States. And even with the violence and threats that many faced, they would not back down. On November 13, 1956, the Supreme Court ruled that bus segregation was unconstitutional and the bus boycott ended December 20, 1956, over a year since it had started with the arrest of Rosa Parks. It was also one day after the court's written order had arrived in Montgomery. Following the incident, Parks lost her job, and would later move to Detroit, Michigan, where she would continue to fight to end inequality. She died October 24, 2005, at the age of 92. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps steer this in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club. And as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.